I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Uh, today we're here with Aileen Prack. Uh, Aileen, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Jason. I'm really excited to uh, share my story and to have this conversation with you. Yeah, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Aileen is a, a real estate investor and co-founder of Bonavest Capital. She also has her own podcast, the How, How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. But um, I'd love it if you could go ahead and sort of tell us, you know, your story, your background, um, and, and all that you've, you know, sort of done and, and working towards, and then we'll, we'll break it down into pieces after that. Awesome. Sure. Um, so I'll share a little bit about where I come from. Um, and it really starts with my family and my parents. You know, they came from a country where they had um, were escaping like a mass genocide um, from a country that was persecuting a lot of people who are doing things differently, who are different from them, and they wanted everybody to be the same. And so, you know, over four years, they endured these hardships. And, you know, it was estimated to be about like, I think 2 million people overall had been like killed during this time. And so it was a really difficult time for my family. You know, they lost a lot of family in the process as well, as well as a lot of people during that time. Um, and so, you know, they struggled so much. And eventually, you know, after this whole situation had ended, they decided to um, flee a country where basically they saw no more future. So they went to refugee camps. And in those camps, you know, they had options of going to different countries to, um, to find a better place for themselves. So one of the options that they heard about was the United States. And so a lot of people in the camps had told them, you know, the United States is a place of opportunity. It's a place where they can grow and it's a place that they can create a new future for themselves. And that really resonated with them. Um, and so that's kind of how they ended up in the United States. Um, and so they basically came to the United States without any money, without any connections and, you know, no basic understanding of the English language. And it was a really difficult time. They struggled so hard. Um, they did, you know, they worked so many hours and they, you know, they had to overcome so many different obstacles, but in the end, they really persevered. And, you know, when me and my sister were born in this country, it was that drive, that passion that they've had and the struggles that kind of resonated with us and what they've, um, I guess, transferred to us. And, you know, they always told us, you know, we were have we have so many great opportunities since we were born in this country, you know, like we have so many resources at our fingertips, so many opportunities that were open up for us that they didn't have when they first came to this country. And so, you know, if you put in a lot of hard work if you study hard, get your education, um, and then just really put the effort in, eventually you'll succeed. And so that's what I did. I basically went to college, studied hard, got my MBA, got a really good job, and really created a solid foundation for myself. And over the years, you know, I saw my parents, they start to invest in real estate. And it was the first time where I was introduced to like the concept of passive income. But, you know, when you're a little bit younger, you don't really resonate and I, you don't really think about this and it doesn't really click with you. And 
like, so I was introduced to it, but I didn't really fully grasp that concept. Um, and it wasn't really until I think about like 2018 when I first became a mom for the first time, you know, I had my son, he was born in 2018 and at that moment when he was born and spending those time with him is when I actually fully understand and really realize, you know, the, how important time is and what you need to be able to do with time. Um, and that really, like, really hit home for me. And so, you know, when he was, after he was born, I took off three months from maternity leave and I spent every day with him, every waking hour with him, just like being in his presence and seeing him and just, you know, just loving that feeling. And I remember after those three months had ended, I had to go back to work. My maternity leave was over and I had to make that really important decision of where to put my son. I had to, you know, we didn't have much of an option um, to do anything else because we both had to work. We had to trade our time for money. And so we put him into daycare. And so it was a really difficult decision because, you know, you're entrusting this like little person who has no, like no sense of anything in the world, you know, and you're entrusting them to a stranger and you're really just entrusting his well-being and his safety to somebody you don't really know. But we had to, you know, we did a lot of vetting and we finally decided on a place that we felt like comfortable enough. And so I remember after two months of him being in daycare, I get a call at work saying, hey, you know, your son, he's sick, he has a fever, you need to come pick him up right now. And me and my husband, we both work very far from home. And I had to vanpool also. So I commuted with other coworkers in the area because of my, like the distance that I worked from home. And so there was no immediate way for me to get to my son and pick him up like at that moment. And for my husband, he worked very far as well. And so just to get to the daycare to pick him up, it would take almost about like an hour and a half just to get to him. And like, I remember at that moment, you've like, as a parent, especially a first time parent, I felt like a failure to my son because it was so difficult to, to not be able to be there, especially when he needed you. And so at that moment, you know, like we were calling everybody and luckily my parents kind of worked a little bit close by. So they were able to pick him up um, for us and take him home. But um, it wasn't that moment when I realized like there had to be a better way to do this. You know, there had to be a better way where I didn't have to create I didn't have to like choose whether or not I had to spend some time with my son or if I had to trade my time for money. And that's when I started to look into different ways of like trying to find a, a, a better way, some other better way. And I just kept coming back to real estate. And then finally that light bulb went off and it was like, real estate is actually a really great way to build wealth, to be able to create passive income. And that's, you know, that's when I realized like the power of passive income and what it could pot potentially do for us and our family. And then I came across, then, then I came across multifamily syndications and that concept of being able to achieve something much bigger by doing these group investments and creating passive income for yourself. And then eventually getting to a place where you're able to, you know, have that freedom of choice of, of where you want to spend your time and like having that like constant, like, solid factor that you have income coming from somewhere else and yet you're not having to trade your time for money anymore um, was a huge revelation for us. And that's kind of how we got started in multifamily syndications and kind of where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that story resonates so much with me in, you know, sort of similar, just when my son was born, it's just that, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be taking care of them. We're supposed to be teaching them. We're supposed to be, you know, providing for them. 
And all of a sudden it's like, I feel like when they give you that realization that you had and that I've, that I've had, it's almost like they've, <laughs> they're actually teaching us something and they're in teaching us, you know, sort of the importance of, of time, right? It's the importance of time for ourselves to spend with family, but also the other thing that struck me about it is the importance of when you talk about, you know, sort of the passive income and, and, and building these multiple income streams. Well, well, what if we start it for them now, right? Mm -hmm. We, we started later in life. If we start it for them at this age, and not only do we have something sort of running for them, but we start their education, like their, their lives can be so much better, you know, sort of going forward for it, it's 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 kind of mind-blowing when you start to like look at the sort of just the math behind it the time that they have available and stuff like that so it's it's uh your story really <laughs> definitely hits home i i think probably for myself but and, and for you know any other parents listening it's it's a big thing um so what so what steps did you take when you sort of you had that light bulb moment and you decided, OK, you know, we're going to get into real estate investing and, and, you know, syndication. So what what next steps did you guys take to kind of put that into action? Sure. So, you know, when we first learned about it, one of the biggest things in our lives and that we were taught by our parents was you need to get educated because, you know, education is such a huge, important factor and like you can lose everything in life, but nobody can ever take away your education. And so if you have a really good, a strong foundation, you know, you're able to leverage that and then do whatever you, whatever you need to do from there. So that's what we did. We basically educated ourselves as much as possible. You know, we listened to great podcasts, like one that you're putting together. We're learning from experts in the field. We were networking with a lot of people. We were reading a lot of books and a lot of different books to kind of understand this space and understand like, you know, especially multifamily syndications, we're surrounded by people who, you know, have never been introduced to this concept before. You know, it's not something that's very commonly spoken about and not a lot of people know about it. And so, you know, we had to reach out to a lot of different people in order to understand, like, what is this? And is it, is it too good to be true? Like, what, what does all this entail? And so that's kind of like the first step is we had to get ourselves educated and really understand, like, the ins and outs of, of this thing called multifamily syndications. Yeah, yeah. Education certainly comes first. And then tell me, tell me if you agree, but I think the next thing that comes for me anyway, was the mind sh mindset shift, right? So you, yes. you educate yourself. You just said, is this too good to be true? When you start hearing about it, I, I was like, this, this can't be, this can't be like a possible thing. Why doesn't everybody do this? Right. And, mm -hmm. and there's reasons why everybody doesn't do it. And we can <laughs> go down that road if we want, but, but yeah, it's, it's, I think you have to at least figure out that it's something that you can be, you can wrap your own head around. And I think, you know, you, you have your MBA, so you're, you're already a highly educated, intelligent person. It's, it's the concepts aren't super challenging, but it is a, maybe a different, a different world potentially than what you've come through, come from in the past in terms of your, your network, your education past and things like that. And that's what it's been for me too. So, um, so you got, you got educated and then what, uh, what came next? Yes. Yeah, so we got educated. And then after then, you know, we did a lot of networking and we did a lot of 
uh, you know, like what you said, it was a huge mindset shift after we had that education, because, you know, you can read all the books that you want and everything like that. But if your mind doesn't really shift into the possibilities and the, and what's really out there, it's really hard to take action. Um, and so once we had that, once we met with people and had those conversations and really understood like what, what this concept is, and then our mindset started to shift a little bit and we're like, oh, okay, it, it is possible. You know, other people are doing this too. It's not something that was just created like the other day it's something that's been around for so long but we've just never heard about it um you know a lot of people have been using this vehicle for a long time but it's you know like like what we're just talking about it's not widely a common knowledge and so from there after we started doing some networking and finding out like um what this is and having conversations with other people the next step was like to actually take action so we we did a lot of vetting with different sponsors and having, because, you know, the best way to kind of learn also in our opinions is kind of take dip a toe in and try to see what it's about because yeah. we can read everything, but if we don't take action, if we never really like take that leap, then we're always going to be stuck in a place that, you know, we're never getting, giving it an, a chance or giving it an opportunity. So it's like, okay, we found some people that we felt like we trusted that we um, could, trust our money with to, to be good stewards of our capital. And so we're like, okay, let's just test the waters out. Let's do this first investment and see how it goes. And then um, from there, it was like, oh, wow, this does really work. This concept, this model, it does really work. Um, and then from there, we started to look at other um, investment opportunities and things just started roll, snowballing from there. Yeah. I, it, yeah. It's, it's funny how you know, sort of, I think similar, we had, I did this, you know, so I was like, I'll invest with someone else and see what the process is and things like that. So yeah, I think um, you have to eventually do something. You can read all the books, you can listen to all the podcasts, but eventually you have to take action and, and actually get in there and do something. And I think that you brought up a really good point in that you had to, you know, so you vetted several sponsors and to try and figure out, you know, sort of who you trusted and who you wanted to work with. So how did you go about that process? So there's like a couple of things that we asked ourselves, you know, as we were doing our research and everything like that, there was like several different factors. Um, and then like for the sponsors itself, you know, we had to really, you know, you really have to trust your gut at the same time, you know, and have those conversations with them. And it wasn't just like a one-off conversation and, and we're like, okay, let's jump into this. Um, I, I, I want to trust, you know, $25,000, $50,000 with you. Um, I barely even know you. I don't, I haven't even met you before. And so it was like after a span of several conversations um, and then learning with the sponsor and then just really understanding um, where they are and who they are as a person. And then trying to figure out whether or not their goals and their vision and values align with yours. Because if it doesn't, it's really difficult to, you know, reach a common goal together, whether it be financially or whatever like that is, if you guys are not on the same page, then um, it's, it's really hard. And so that's what we did is like, vet the sponsor really well, make sure we trust them. Um, the three things that we like to say is like, you know, you got to know, like, and trust the sponsor that you're vetting um, and you're investing with. And that's what we did and really just trusted our gut and just did a lot of that research with, with the person. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully that has worked out well for you. Yes, uh, it did. Good. <laughs> Definitely. Good. good. Um, where, where's your portfolio at, at this point? What kind of, what have, what have you got and, and where are you headed? 
Sure. So um, from a passive investing standpoint, you know, we've invested uh, across a couple of different states. Um, we've invested in Florida and in like Colorado. Um, so, so far, you know, passively, we've invested over like 650 doors um, from passive side of things. And then um, as we are having these conversations and like really loving the multifamily syndication space, we decided it started to become more of a passion for us. And so that's how we started to decide to um turnover to be more of the sponsors and then um, from the operations side of things and wanting to create the same values that our sponsors were giving to us and providing those same opportunities to our network. And so we're looking in different markets like in Vegas and in the Carolinas, um, places where their um, you know, population is growing. Um, uh, uh, people are having a lot of job growth and everything like that. So different metrics. Um, so those are, that's kind of like where we are at in our, in our in okay. our careers yeah doing doing market research to pick, pick out where you want to do your own you know sort of set up your own syndications makes makes yeah. total sense um i mean that's that's great i i know you have your own podcast do you want to sort of talk about what i know i know why i started and i know sort of some of the benefits too but what what was your thinking in that i know you do it do it with your husband so what's what's kind of the the i guess meaning and and uh goal with your podcast you know outreach obviously is part of it but yeah mm -hmm. tell us about yours yeah so for us the biggest education that we got was through podcasts and so we found it to be such a really powerful vehicle to learn and to really understand the space and get to know like the people um you know other people's stories and that's how we found was the most impactful was like learning from other people's stories and so we were having a lot of conversations with other people as well and so you know we kind of put those two types of things together. It's like, well, we're already having these conversations with other people. We learn so much from these podcasts and from people sharing their stories. So we can start a podcast ourselves too. But again, it goes back to, it went back to a lot of that mindset shift. Um, and we kind of were talking about this a little bit earlier too. It, it was very difficult when we first started to get into that mindset shift to kind of put yourself out there and to start a podcast and, and, you know, just, putting yourself out there was just the biggest, scariest part of the whole entire process, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it went back to that whole mindset shift on wanting to get outside of your normal comfort zone and then see where it can go. Because that has been the biggest thing for us is once we pushed ourselves a little bit and got a little bit outside our comfort zone, you know, things, doors started to open up. We started to see more things happening and it's just been like an amazing journey so far. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fascinating how, I mean, I, I completely understand that sort of comfort, you know, with, with all the mindset shift, it's, you know, first it's getting comfortable with just a, maybe a different uh, industry than you're familiar with. And then it's getting comfortable with maybe the numbers that you <laughs> are bigger than you might've previously been familiar with. And then, you know, in starting the podcast, it's, it's, so it's, it's just seems like it's a series of almost spots of feeling discomfort and then actively going towards that discomfort in the sense to kind of get rid of it, right? So you're like, okay, this this seems hard, but this is also what I need to do to get where I want to go. And so it's just kind of that the drive and the the you know sort of unwillingness to quit. So that's that's great. Um, well, let me ask you kind of some of my standard podcast group of questions. Um, the the name of the podcast is know your why so i was wondering if you could maybe tell us tell us your why and what drives you and, and i know we've, we've talked a little bit about it but um you know what kind of pushes you to to achieve yeah so 
my biggest why was, you know, the main turning point for why we started on this road to try to create passive income for ourselves is because of my family. And we you know, we're, we realize how precious and how important time is for ourselves. And so, you know, we're looking for different vehicles in order to be able to create that time for us to be able to spend it where we want to spend it. And so, you know, we're all given such a limited number of hours in the day, and it depends on how you want to spend it. And so we want to be able to choose and have that option of where we want to spend that time. And for us, it's with our family, it's with the people we love and everything like that. And so that has been our biggest driver is wanting to have wanting to make enough and create enough passive income for ourselves that we now have that choice to spend it where we want to. Um, mm -hmm. is that freedom of time and freedom of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still at your W2 job at this point? Yes. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but we are on that path to wanting to create it. And you know, the path before, like we were starting uh, on this journey was very cloudy and you don't really know what the next steps are and not everybody knows what it is either. But as you continue to take those consistent daily actions, the path starts to get more and more clear. And yeah. so now, you know, we see a more clear path on how to get there and we know, you know, this path is going to work and we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, uh, it, it's just, at first it seems like maybe you're not going to, you're not going anywhere. You're kind of spinning your wheels, but then a few pieces fall into place and then it just kind of almost like it snowballs from there. And then, and then you can see, okay, this, yeah, this really can be, <laughs> this really can be what they say it can be. And, and so it gets, gets it even more exciting. Um, well, tell us something about yourself that maybe people don't know about you, a, a hobby, um, you know, a special skill, something that's sort of not common knowledge. And this may be hard for you if you already, you've got your own podcast, but if there's something that, that you uh, don't mind sharing, that's, that's a little bit, less common knowledge. Sure. Um, I guess the first thing that pops into my mind is um, I really like trying new foods. <laughs> and so whenever we go to countries and we go to traveling and everything like that, the, the, I, I choose a country based off of what kind of food I can get there. <laughs> and so I would, I would put together a list of all the different food tours and like the different types of foods that we can try and everything like that. Um, and then if it has, if it meets like the criteria, then it's like, okay, we got to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's a pretty good way to pick where to go for, for vacation on how, how good you're going to eat. So I think, think that makes total sense. Um, how would you like people to reach out to you? Uh, we'll put everything in the show notes too, but you know, sort of what's, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. So the best way is probably, um, you know, we have our website, bonavestcapital.com. And if they're interested also, we have a due diligence checklist for passive investors. Um, mm -hmm. So they can go ahead and download that as well as a resource for them. Um, you know, it provides some questions and everything like that, that we kind of use to vet sponsors um, when we were starting our passive investing um, journey as well. So that's just bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Okay. Awesome. And we'll get that in the, in the show notes too. Well, what would you say to someone kind of maybe, I don't know, a year ago, six months ago, uh, in similar shoes as yourselves, what, what advice would you put out there to someone that's, that's trying to, you know, kind of emulate what you're doing? It would be, don't give up. <laughs> There's a lot of times where you know, things aren't progressing as you ex would expect it to be. And there's going to be lulls and like pauses to, you know, your journey, you know, you, sometimes you're not seeing the traction and the results that you want to see, but 
you can get really disheartened by that, but it's really important to not just give up because eventually, you know, if you continue to do those consistent daily actions, there's no way that you're going to not reach your goal at the end. It's only when you give up is when, when you're not going to make it. And, and that's, that's on you, you know? And, And so just keep pushing and just keep consistently, you know, taking action every day and then you'll, you'll reach your goals. You'll eventually get there. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, really great and important advice because I think it's not this real estate's not it's not a sprint it's definitely you know you can use whatever <laughs> whatever analogy you want to use is not a sprint it's a marathon that kind of thing but it, it's true it's you can't you're not going to make progress every single day you're going to have you know sort of a couple steps forward maybe a couple steps back it's it's not easy to get there you're not going to get rich overnight and it's and if and I guess I would say, even if, if that's, if your goal is just to get rich, it's probably not, that's not enough of a why it's not enough of a motivator. You have to have another reason, you know, like for us, it's, it's being able to spend time with our kids. So it's, uh, it's extremely important to, to know why you're doing it and what, you know, sort of what's going to get you there. And then, and then once you decide, just don't, don't give up on it. So I love that. All right. Well, I think that that's about it. Uh, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, and we'll, like I said, we'll have all of your contact information in the, in the show notes, but thank you again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason.